Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Colter Duanas, joined now by Mike Ryder, former Bobcat football player and coach, and now contributor here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Mike, thanks so much for being with us, man. Uh, Big Sky Play is here. So I guess my first question is just your broad evaluation of Montana State to this point. What have we learned? What do we still want to know about the Bobcats 2-1 and one, uh, coming into Big Sky Conference play? Yeah, Colter, thanks for having me, man. Uh yeah, I don't know that we learned a ton uh, from this last weekend's game against Stetson and uh, an inferior opponent. And I think they took care of business like they should have. Um, I think when you look at the team as a whole, Coulter, uh, I think it's defensively um, have, have done a good job in, in my eyes as far as uh, stopping the run, stopping the pass, you know, giving up a few explosives here or there. I think defensively they've shown some depth. They've rotated guys, um, but they've also... I uh, had a few key injuries that I, I'll be interested to see how they respond. Um, Hayden Dowler being one of them at nickel, he was playing a lot of football. And, um, and then some others, Zach Black going down with a knee injury. So interested to see what those other guys behind them, uh, how they shore up. But defensively seem to be gap sound, uh, playing really well, and, and, and albeit limiting some of the explosives. Um, and then, you know, offensively, I don't think it's a surprise that they're continuing to run the football, right? Uh, that's the, in their core competencies. That's in their DNA and what Coach Vegan, Coach Housewright and company want to do. Um, I still uh, just wonder about the ability to throw the football downfield. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting. They, you know, they were 16 for 30, uh, you know, total last week against Stetson. I think, you know, Sean Chambers, he only he only completed like 16 balls, or excuse me, 13 balls, only uh, attempted 16 times. But I just, the vertical passing game and the ability to stretch the field uh, and attack and get a third down, passing the football when you got to have it. Can they do it in conference play against a tough team like Weber State, who we know is, prides himself on tough defense and um, Coach Mickey Mental, the, the first time I had coach replacing the historic Jay Hill, I think he's done a good job. Um, but interesting to see if that passing game can be established on the road against a historically really tough defensive team. When it comes to the passing game, and it sounds like it sounds like Tommy Malott's going to be out this week as well. My biggest question when it comes to the passing game, though, is when it comes to throwing the ball down the field. Tommy Malott's best throw is actually the back shoulder fade. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. the best throw he can make. And it, part of it's because of the the offense they ran at Butte High all those years. I mean, it's the same offense. Ari Gray still runs the, you know, the RPO stuff with all the, the air raid stuff in it and just throw the ball down the field. And, I mean, the Cats made a run all the way to national championship because Tommy Malott can throw the back shoulder fade. I wonder if when, when he was healthy, if they just were not having that in the offense because they just didn't think they needed it that day. But to me – it, it, the two throws that have been missing are the back shoulder fade and then the, the, the stuff up the seam, like the skinny posts and stuff like that to the middle of the field. You wonder if maybe they just didn't run much of that against Utah Tech and South Dakota State because they were trying to be conservative. I'm not sure. 
the, the fact of the matter is, though, Tommy Mollock can do it. It's just a matter of can he do it again if he comes back. And also, can Sean Chambers add that to his repertoire? Yeah, yeah. And you're spot on. He throws a, a great deep ball. We saw that. Um, and, you know, what we really saw was a guy that on the outside in a Lance McCutcheon two years ago that could go up and get it, right? Yeah. Um, and they thought that Rob Yalston was going to be that guy last year. Um, and he was to some extent, but they're looking for that guy. They brought in a Ty, you know, a Ty McCullough um, to, you know, to maybe do something like that. Uh, and, and we haven't really seen a lot of it because he's been hurt. So um, it's just, it's a combination of do they have that weapon on the outside to stretch the, 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 uh, the defense, but just to win that contested one-on-one battle in traffic. And then I'm with you on the over-the-middle throws, that those RPOs. Uh, you know they're, they're, they're counting the box numbers, and the um, linebackers end up, you know, sucking up on the run, and you pull it and throw a, a dig route or a, or a slant route. We just haven't seen that these first three weeks. Is that because we haven't had to? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we know that that's in the bag of tricks, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that uh, down in Ogden. But you know, that's really Tommy's forte, and if he's going to be out. Uh, what does that mean for Sean Chambers and his ability uh, to do those same things? We're going to find out. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. The, the, the point you just made defensively is a good one, too, because Caden Dallard has been playing really well. I also think that that's just a spot, sort of a linchpin of the, the, the scheme that they run. So I guess my first question for you is how, uh, how do you think the nickel position has evolved? I mean, there, nickel was like sort of a new phenomenon when you were playing, and uh, now it's, I mean, it used to be like the third best corner now. Now it's not. Now it's like its own position. So how have you seen it evolve from a secondary perspective? Yeah, good, good question. It, they, th- that position is so prevalent now where it For used sure. to be like, you know, the, the, the nickel and dime positions in passing down that made sense. But given the, what's changed offensively and how many plays people are running on offense and then, uh, you know, the – the likelihood of, of throwing the football, you, you're looking for that tweener guy, and it's a now, like you mentioned, it's not that 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 third best corner. It's more of your safety linebacker hybrid. Can he uh, hold up against the run? Can he play some man to man? Does he have the ability and the craftiness to blitz and come off the edge uh, if he's if he's called to do it? And so you're kind of looking for that jack of all trades. And I, I just have this theory that. Uh, specific to Montana, Montana football, uh, you, you rarely have like that, you know, not really, not as prevalent uh, is like the 6'3", 215-pound linebacker that can stack on weight. They're around. Right. But man, you see a lot of those undersized, you know, safeties, or excuse me, undersized linebackers that are kind of a tweener linebacker safety. You just see that a lot. They end up playing linebacker and in high school, but they technically should maybe be playing safety at college. And I think it's a it's a really unique skill set, and so uh, 
for anybody that's asking, not that they want my opinion, it's, I think if you can get a kid that's, uh, you know, maybe a little bit big in high school to play safety, you put him at safety because you get that skill set, you get to college, now all of a sudden you're playing, asked to play linebacker, but you have a skill set of, uh, of safety, and it's, it's, a, it's a tough position uh, to fill, but it's a needed one because everybody is using this. Everybody wants to get more DBs on the field and kind of that jack-of-all trade. So I think we're going to see it more and more just given what the offense has done in terms of changing and, and, and up-tempo and multiple plays. Well, And it also just helps you with substitutions and playing fast and all that stuff, right? I mean, Troy Anderson's literally making a living off this. I know he was out last week with a concussion for the Falcons, but, I mean, he's making a living off of this right now basically because he can play in the box, he can play in the run fits, but he can also bump out and cover the guy in the slot, and then you don't have to get caught in the wash trying to sub guys in and out if you have a linebacker that can actually truly run with slot receivers. Yeah, totally. And, I, and he's obviously very rare given his <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who he is. But you're going you're gonna to find more of the Caden Dallas. He's a perfect example. right? He is a guy that uh, you know, is like not even six foot. He played safety in, in high school. And I got a chance to coach him. He's a really good safety, but he's not top end fast. He's not like incredibly, incredibly explosive. He's a really smart kid, tough, physical player that's gifted athletically. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to find his way onto the field in a safety rotation. But early on, you're asked to, to do a little bit less as far as um, uh, the nickel's concerned in terms of like responsibility. You're not really at threat for giving up a, a home run shot. But you give a young kid an opportunity to find a role, and he's doing a lot of different things. He's blitzing. He's he's playing man to man. He's playing zone, and it, and that's where Ty Okada made a living. And I can tell you that's why he's still playing yep. that and special teams. That's why he still found a role there with the Seahawks. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. When it comes to the stuff on the back end, Montana State, to me, looks improved in the secondary right now. Is that a matter of more depth, more talent, better operation of the scheme, diversification of coverage skills? I mean, what is it a matter of that Montana State just looks more solid on the back end? I think it's a combination of everything. Um, you know, each year presents something different. Uh, you know, you got a Drew Polidor who's shifting from corner to safety. Um, you know, you've got an experienced guy in Simeon Wooder who's played a whole bunch. Um, you know, Rylan Ort, who's, who's really experienced. And so uh, I think it's a combination of all of that. Um, but what never hurts is experience. I mean, Simeon Wooder has played a lot of football. I know he didn't play this last weekend. But guys like that and, um, and Rylan Ort, and then even Drew Pollard, who's played quite a bit, um, you know, last year in, in, a, in a reserve corner spot. You put it all together, and, and and the experience to me is the thing that shines. You just need people that have experience on game day, and uh, I can see that they just feel a little bit more comfortable out there. And it's plain secondary. It's like everything, I suppose, but maybe I feel strongly about it in secondary. It's a reps thing. And yeah. You really do need to see a ton of reps, and 
route combinations and what's going to happen with a bunch, what's going to happen with a wide split. It's just it's just reps and reps and reps, and I feel like that has been, um, uh, you know, demonstrated by the secondary. They just look a little bit more comfortable, a little more senior out there. Well, the way that they roll their strong safety and uh, down into the box sometimes, and how how much that position's involved in the run fix, sometimes then the the free safety just has like he's like basically playing center field. So you need a guy that can really cover a lot of ground, and also just have a bunch of range back there. But then if that guy can tackle, I think that helps a lot too. Uh, Jeffrey Manning was really good at the free safety part of it, like the the playing center field and getting the ball. Not necessarily the best tackler. He's more of a just kind of a corner guy. That's where I've been so surprised and impressed with Polidor. He can really, really tackle as well as cover. Yeah, and, you know, we didn't get a chance to see him demonstrate that a lot at the corner position. And, right. And I, you, and I, you and I had a conversation going into the start of the season where I, I wasn't sure how was he going to tackle it, 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 because it's a totally different, totally different ball game, uh, playing center field, safety, coming downhill on a banana angle and, you know, laying the wood on somebody knowing that if you like at all likelihood if you miss the tackle you're the last line of defense that's, that's right different than playing on the corner right so i'm impressed i'm impressed with him he's come down uh, had a couple big shots last um uh, last week but uh i mean it's a unique skill set you play in that center field you've got to cover ground you're working from center field all the way to the hashes to the sideline it's a lot of ground to cover and if you got a guy that can do that and uh and tackle in the open field when he's called to you're in business, man. I know that that's such a fun position to be in. Uh, that's a position I got to play, which I loved. And uh, you know, playing that center field, running the alley, there's nothing better. Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit Anode Designs You can also find them on Facebook. Anno Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call, 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anno Designs in Anaconda. Mike Ryder here on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Last couple things for you. You've been to Ogden many a times, whether it was as a player or as a coach. And, uh, I mean, there's so much lore around the two stadiums in Montana, and justifiably so. They're both so hard to play at for visiting teams. Ogden, maybe not necessarily the crazy crowd, but it's a tough place to play. And the Cats particularly have struggled there in the past. But Brent Vegan is 1-0 in Ogden, and and the Cats have a three-game winning streak against Weber, which actually probably uh, hasn't happened in quite some time because it seems like Weber's always a really tough matchup for Montana State. So uh, what's the toughest part of playing down in Ogden? I think any time in the big sky, it's hard playing on the road, and you don't want to you don't want to talk about the discrepancy. But I'll just call it what it is: the discrepancy between and you go play in, in Bolton and you go play in Missoula, and you compare that to wherever else you play, it's drastically, drastically different. So whether it's I don't know if Ogden stands out even more than a Flagstaff or a Sac State. Uh, or Northern Colorado. I mean, really, if you just think about that, 
it'd be the same. It'd be the same. You have the same feeling. You'd say, man, you're heading down to the Flagstaff. Historically, MSU, it's hard. It's hard to go win in Flagstaff. Yeah, it is. It's hard. Same thing with August. When you're on the road in the big sky, it's challenging, particularly when uh, you're used to that home field advantage like we have in Bozeman and Missoula. So um, I'm not sure if there's anything innately different about Ogden other than it's it's a tough road game. These night games are unique. You sit around all day. Uh, that's, it was the same way two years ago. I remember running into you down there. And it's, it's a long day to sit around and wait. And, uh, and then you add in the fact that they, they're a good team every year. Jay Hill has produced some incredible teams, and now you got Mickey Menno in his first year. Uh, he's got these guys ready to go, and they're always built in the trenches, uh, starting with their offensive line. Uh, yeah, Coach Brent Myers, I coached with him at UNLV, and he, he has done a phenomenal job with those guys uh, in the trenches. And those, uh, I think it's Ethan, what is uh, Togi, is that right? Yeah, Togi, yeah, they've got yeah, two Togi. of them. Yeah, and they've been around, what, this is the ninth season? <laughs> Those guys have been the left side of their offensive yeah. line for like half a decade at least. Totally. And, and and you're not talking about guys that are like, oh, yeah, they're, they're undersized. No, man, they're 6'4", 330-pound twin brothers. Right? They're, like, like, they're brothers, though, and they're both over 335 pounds. Yeah, and, they, and it starts in the – they're local guys out of West Valley, and, and so – they got a lot of pride. Weaver's a really good team. It's a tough road game. It's nice. Uh, it's going to be a tall task for the Cats. But I will say, uh, there is something about these win streaks. And, man, if they creep on, they get harder and harder. And the Cats have, have won two in a row. You remember the uh, – they were both uh, – I guess we've seen uh, the crazy one with all the bad snaps. We've seen, uh, you know, the non-offensive game with Matt McKay down there two years ago. Right. We've seen – so we, we've seen a lot, and uh, it's a it's kind of a new little rivalry here in the in the Big Sky. But it's going to be a fun, fun ball game here on Saturday night. He's Mike Ryder. Joins us here on the Big Sky Breakdown once a week. Mike, thanks for being here, man. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome, thanks, Colter. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start saving. Town.